1: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 154 of the All Dolphins Podcast, our, our second episode of the day. For this Thursday, December 7, 2023. Uh, here goes, there's my French Canadian coming back here. Uh, December 7, 2023. Uh, we Three. did an episode, sorry, yeah, 2023. Uh, an episode earlier today discussing the Austin Jackson contract extension, which is now official. We saw him with a big ass smile on his face uh, in the Dolphins conference room. In the wee hours of the morning, the sun had just come up. And as I tweeted, you're going to give me that kind of money, you can wake me up. I'll go there at 4 o'clock in the morning if you want me to. Uh, as always, the obligatory number recognition, player recognition. Very, very limited choices when it comes to 54. We did Zach Thomas with a mention of Wahoo McDaniel the first time around, leaving me with practically nobody. Uh, no, actually, uh, shout out to Ralph Ortega, linebacker. Buck
1: Ortega's dad. You what? Buck Ortega's dad. I covered his son, Buck Ortega, quarterback at the University of, quarterback tight end at the University of Miami. I think he had a cup of coffee in the NFL and might have been part of a Dolphins training camp.
2: See, there you go, Omar chipping in with the historical. Yeah, oh, Buck, I like it.
1: Buck, who was high school teammates with Sean Taylor, um, and they Gulliver. won the state championship at Gulliver Prep. Yeah, but Buck, like, love Buck. I'm sure he's running some business right now in the world
2: uh Ralph from what I saw apparently as a car dealership in Miami the the neat thing about Ralph Ortega who joined the Dolphins after some years with the Atlanta Falcons is he was born in Havana Cuba
1: yes and, and Buck played, is very big Cuban but yes continue
2: there you go and then Cuban's getting to play for the Miami Dolphins pretty cool
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh that was our number 54. so
1: all right let's travel back to the present let's get to the meat of things which starts with the injury report which should give me a surprise surprise uh Devon, Devonta, Devon Achan
3: mm-hmm. um
1: has a rib injury and participated fully on the pract on on the injury list um but the fact that he's got a rib injury uh that's not a good thing uh but hopefully it's not something that's going to impact his performance uh Raheem Mostert had his typical Wednesday off um, I believe they called it a veteran rest day for him. Kendall Lamb got a veteran rest day. Spoke to Kendall, and he basically was like, "Yeah, I'm ready to practice. I want to practice." And the coaching staff basically, he said, "No, you're gonna sit." Um, and he's like, "Hey, fine." They 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 blamed it on the fact that he's a nine year veteran, and he said, "You don't want me to practice? I won't practice, but I'm ready to go."
2: You're and- old. You're old. Sit down and watch, watch the young whippersnappers get in there.
1: And so it's probably going to be a situation where he practices tomorrow. As I wrote on alldolphins.com, which you can find right here, I wrote a column that I've given a lot of thought and a lot of, of, of film study to. Um, I know what Teron Armstead looks like when he's healthy. I know what he looks like when he's not healthy. Um, I personally believe that the Dolphins should sit him for the next two games and I have given my reasoning why. Um, I Now that I've done a little bit more research <laughs> into Teron Armstead's financial situation, if Teron Armstead sat the next two games in regards to being inactive, Teron Armstead would lose $110,000. I'm not sure you're going to make me sit the next two games. Um, now, could I potentially dress and not play? I might consider that. Um, But you're not going to arrest me and cost me $110,000. $110,000 is more than some families make in a, in in a year given year. And I know he makes, what does he make? A lot. He he makes a lot. $110,000 is still $110,000. So, sure. If you, don't, if
2: you don't want it, I'll take it. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I, I I will definitely take it. However, I do stand by my thought process. Where and if you read the column, which you can find on alldolphins.com for free, no subscription, no paywall. Um, Pupard writes thirteen stories a day. Um, I do what I can. Uh, and we, it's it's in the best. If if you follow through with what Mike McDaniel has done for every player and every veteran. And I understand he trusts Teron Armstead more than he trusts anybody else. If you follow through what he's done for every player and what he's doing for Javon Holland right now, who is not practicing and might not play on Sunday, I think it's wise to sit Teron Armstead and get try to get him as healthy as you can for that critical three-game stretch that ends the season and the playoffs.
2: And if I if I may... And 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 I agree with you that all things being equal, the player is going to be like, I want to pay, I want to get my my per game bonus and all that. However, the flip side to that is Tehran's also been in the game long enough, where the Dolphins are in the midst of a run with some massive possibilities, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's he's smart enough to be like, yeah, I want my my hundred ten grand, but I'm also not going to put myself in jeopardy of. Getting something worse and then missing out on more important games down the stretch and possibly the playoffs.
1: True, but you're still going to give me my hundred and ten grand.
2: Oh no, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, (laughs) So, and this is where, and this is where, by the way, for for because my initial thought was like, well, dolphins don't have dolphins can just say no, but then again, uh, do you want that kind of friction with one of your leaders? elite players, elder statesmen. And And I'm not
1: saying it's about the money. Even Mike McDaniel has hinted Teron Armstead is very frustrated by these fluke injuries and very frustrated by his reputation and very frustrated at the fact that fans are calling him Mr. Glass. Um, So he's definitely going to want to be on that wall and prove that he can play. But then you also have Kendall Lamb who is now saying, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Let me don't have
2: enough options. Let, let's move on from Teron Armstead because we did spend a lot of time on him. Yeah. As I did want to player. address
1: one thing. Okay, go ahead. And I want to put it here because, I don't know, you might want me to write it. But there's a faction of Dolphin fans which are growing momentum and ground who have this theory that we could cut Teron Armstead and everything will be fine. We need to move on from Teron Armstead. And I continue to say and continue to reiterate that, no, you can't. And I've had gone through the fine prints of his contract. $5 million of his salary next season is fully guaranteed. And the remaining $8.25 million is guaranteed for injury. And it becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of the the year. If you do cut him, you're going to lose cap space. So uh, what the best solution, if you want to do anything at all, is to go to Tehran and potentially ask him to restructure his contract. None of his money is guaranteed after the 2025 season. So depending on where he sits in this position, he might be willing to do that, which would help you create cap space, maybe lower his salary in the coming seasons. Um, all depends on where how you feel about him and how he feels about the organization and where he wants to go. But for those who are out there, Thinking, portraying, talking about hypothetical, uh, hype, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Poop. I know you can. Uh, h- hypothesizing about cutting yeah, him. I right- need
2: to. I need to stop you right now, and and I don't mean to cut you off, but in looking back, I, I think we, we. I I may have looked at the wrong place because unless I'm mistaken, then I'll I'll go back and check again that the Dolphins actually would not lose cap space, but they will gain cap space. If they cut them post June one, but they will eat a lot of money when they, they've eaten money before and they may be in a position where they'll be like Stephen Ross will be like, if he gets me a Super Bowl title, fine. Huh. I'll spend what I have to spend. Yeah. Um, let's move on to other players because again, I love to run as much as the next guy, but I don't want to this to become the all Tehran podcast. Um Jerome Baker with a knee as we would have expected, also D- with a DNP. Javon Holland, as we mentioned. Robert Hunt with a hamstring. And then Derm Smythe with his lingering ankle issue.
1: I don't think Hunt's playing.
2: I agree with you. I w- and I want to make a quick point about Devon H. And um, this is where, and this may not be a very popular opinion, but not the, not gonna, not the first time and not going to be the last time, this is where... Dolphins have to be careful with how much they use him. He's not a back that's built for the long haul. If you're going to carry, if you're going to give him, if you're going to give him 15, 20 touches every game, look, look at his build. He's not a big dude. What he is is he's stupid fast. I mean, we're talking.
1: You're holding his size against him. We're I'm
2: absolutely sure. holding his size against okay. him in terms then, of getting a lot of carries. He got 17 carries.
1: Okay. 17
2: Carries against Washington. I'm
1: not saying that you're wrong. I'm okay. not saying that you're wrong. However, Darren Sproles work done. Maybe exceptions to the rule. Absolutely exceptions. But com- same size backs, completely durable players. Again, uh, and he was never hurt in college.
2: Okay, but and for and I wouldn't throw Darren Sproles in that equation because Darren Sproles was a specialty player who didn't get 17 carries in a game. I don't think maybe ever. No, we're gonna look at you're gonna make me look bad, aren't you? Because he may uh, have done it, uh, but do it I, as a general he, he, rule,
1: yeah, Darren Sproles is one of my favorite backs in the NFL. And... Oh, absolutely,
2: and he was five six, and he was also—I think he was also a little bit, like I don't know, thicker or whatever. And I remember Darren Sproles very well. Obviously, he was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's without a doubt. You make a very strong point and argument. Um, he was—he was so much more thicker than the rest of the other backs. Um, and Warwick Dunn was a kind of an anomaly; it just doesn't happen. But here, here's the
2: thing: did playing devil's advocate here and, and Mickey second guessing did Davante Chan really need 17 carries, and for Jeff Wilson to have four? You're Washington? you're
1: absolutely correct in what you just said. He got four carries a c four carries a game throughout his entire and throughout his career. That's what he averaged. Yeah. Now he also caught a ton of passes. So he
2: did and he return punts.
1: Yes, ton, ton of passes and return punts, but you you do make a very strong case for the fact that he would never have a massive workload.
2: Okay. A
1: right. um, mid uh, for part
2: And it actually didn't even dawn on me until we saw HN on the, on the injury report today. Again, there's 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 especially and and the thing is, I get it. You want to get him back in the groove, but the mm-hmm. game against Washington, the fourth quarter was thirty eight to fifteen or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Again, did not need to have a heavy dose of Devon H. But that's just me.
1: Um, You, 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 I am not going to say that you're wrong because you generally, following a Bill Parcells mantra, if you draft a team, if you draft a player with size deficiencies, next thing you know, you'll have a roster full of players with size deficiencies. Teams don't draft, teams generally stray away from players with size deficiencies unless they have exceptional skills like Devon's exceptional speed. Um, but they don't do it because small players and old players have durability injuries. The durability okay. injuries.
2: And the thing, if you look at the play-by-play, he he got like I think it was seven carries in a row on that long that last drive the Dolphins had.
1: You think the seven carries in a row is what got him? I don't know about that.
2: I, no, I didn't say that. I I just don't see that there's a need to do that in a thirty-eight to fifteen game. Oh
1: wait, 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 wait. Okay, so you're saying we should should they should have put Jeff Wilson in there? Yes. Okay. I, I'm exactly. not gonna, I, but but what's supposed? To, you want to get the young rookie greased up, and you want to see what he can do. You want to see what plays suit him and fit him. i, I it was a drive. It was an important drive, and a drive that you, a drive that boosted confidence. Because that drive, I'm gonna say this, and you're probably gonna think I'm crazy.
2: Oh, I already, I, that ship's already sailed, my man. <laughs>
1: We'll we'll, we'll just. I'm. I'm. I'm going to whisper it to you, okay? I think that drive might have been the most important drive of the season. Okay. And here's
2: certifiable, but okay. (laughs) Here's my reasoning why. Oh, I know exactly what your reasoning is going to be. But go ahead.
1: No, tell me what my reasoning is going to be, since you know.
2: Because they ate the clock on the on the ground without throwing the ball at the end of the game when Washington probably knew they were going to do that, and they still were able to, to,
1: they, they to took
2: matriculate down the field.
1: They took a team's will and did it for the second straight game.
2: And this is what I'm gonna say. The score at that time was 38 to 15.
1: They still took a team's will. Everybody on that field, they're gonna their coach is gonna be fired, they're gonna be under film review by a new regime. Everybody's future is at stake. And you know what? We're gonna run it down your throat, and you can't stop it. And they've done it two straight right. weeks now. Yeah,
2: and and do you know? And do With you know? Correct. And the commanders. What do you think the commander's state of mind at that point is? We have a coach's dead man's dead man walk in. We're down twenty three, win winning, and and you expect me to try to fight off your block as you keep running? Dude, just just go down the field. Go knock <laughs> yourself
1: out. I mean, but 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 the fact that I can do it while you know i'm doing it and you can't stop it or don't want to stop it for the second straight week maybe the third that's a confidence booster for me that that's on on the thing that i need to work on and perfect and get better at and yeah i'm averaging four 5.3 yards per carry for the season, and I'm I'm ranked seventh in NFL history in yards per carry. And yes, we're the number one rushing yards per carry team, and the number two rushing yards produced team. But you know what? Everybody says we're a finesse team. We're a pretty team. Not everybody just a dude with the with, with the uh, the blue hat. Uh, it, and and we 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 can't take somebody's will. And we're proving that. They but, see the thing is you didn't take a,
2: anybody's will when they had no will left, and because if we're going to point to the last two weeks as examples, they had that Jets game one in the fourth quarter when they did it, or actually it was in the, the third that's, quarter. It's it really important to do it though. No, it's important to do it when you're up. You're up by a score, and then you kill the the. the and it did happen earlier this year. I want to say. Might
1: have been the New England game that they it's, did? It's, it's happened a lot this season. They've, they've run the four-minute offense and the eight-minute offense a lot this season. And it, it it's part of who, who McDaniel is in his DNA. And to see it be exerted now, even though some people will call them a finesse team, they got some physicality to them. And the fact that you can do that, and to the point where we think Payne and and, and Allen weren't even trying to play the game, like they, they were like, I don't want none of that. You you,
2: you want, we're, we're down by, by 23. And, and the I, I, I'm sorry, I refuse to get overly excited. And in an, in a big overall picture, I think I've been more consistent than you in saying the possibilities for this team are, are really, really intriguing. And I, I think, I think this team is going places. And if you tell me right now they're going to the Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't tell you you're crazy in the least. But I, I think we're over, to me, would we'll be overblowing it to be able to run the ball in the second half of games against teams. Who are already? I mean, you want to talk about that? If the Jets by halftime, I mean that the the hail mary as they called it or the fail mary, whichever, whatever spirit they had
1: was beat out of them.
2: Yeah, correct. And then so the second half is basically. I mean, you want to talk about going through the motions and then Washington again, dead men walking. Coach, you're up by 23, running down their throat at that time. Even if they know it's coming to me, is I'm sorry. I'm impressed by a lot of teams, a lot of things the Dolphins have done this year. That ain't one of them.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. da ba ba ba.
1: Okay. No. Let's, uh, move, let's move forward to yes, what everybody that. wants to talk about, which is the subtle okay. shade that Brian, that, 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 that Tuatonga Valoa threw. So subtle? Um. Had he, he gone like this, it might have been more subtle. <laughs> no, no, because you know why I say subtle? Because he's never said his name ever. Anytime he's addressing the abuse that he endured, or the abuse that his teammates endured, or how he treated people. I don't think Tua has ever said Brian Flores' name. I
2: think I heard him. I want to say once or twice. This is, and we're talking since January. I uh, didn't really? hear him. Yeah, I did hear him one time, and it was like, "Whoa, did you just say what I think he said?" Yeah, uh, and I don't remember if he said flow or, f- or I think he might have called him flow. And he goes once or twice, and no, I no, I don't recall the exact circumstances. But proceed. Yeah, no, I, you, but you're right. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being a wise guy. It was, it was a very nice, subtle dig. Go ahead.
1: Um, he said it addressing because he basically forced he, he he called all the media members out, um, chastises us. Um, just like uh, Mike McDaniel did for, for our criticism of Austin Jackson when he was struggling, which I think is valid, except for last season. I think Austin took too many hits last season, even though he wasn't really on the field. Um, but he basically said the things that were said about him in team meetings, you know, that made him question his ability and his his, his work ethic and and how good he could be as a player and made him doubt himself. Um, you know, those are things that were hard to overcome, but he did that. And he credited Mike McDaniel for helping him do that. And this is the same thing that Tua said about himself. Yep. Who now Tua's two years one of the top quarterbacks in the league, two years an MVP candidate. Um now he's leading the number one team in the AFC East. And the way that Tua alleges or maybe his circle alleges that he was treated was as if he had no talent and no commitment to the game and was abused, abused, and abused at the hands of Brian Flores and possibly his coaching staff. I don't, I don't want to. I, I, you don't, you don't think we're no, associated- no.
2: I'm, I'm, no, I'm, try, I'm trying to think who, whose personality, from what we observe, might have led to that. Like Flores, Flores, I mean. Ding, I mean ding ding ding.
0: Trying
2: to yeah, think because yeah. Eric Studiesville, wouldn't be here if he had a Yeah, I, I don't I don't know.
1: I don't know if I can lump everybody in, but there I know there were coaches on the coaching staff that were not Tua fans, and maybe they were following the lead of their head coach. Um, you know, there's reasons why Flores and the camp were Deshaun Watson fans, and thank God that didn't follow through. Um, but uh now. You know, everybody isn't Mr. Popular. Everybody doesn't need to be Mr. Popular. And and, and I say this with the understanding, I, you know, I didn't like Brian Flores either. Um, I thought he was abusive. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're we, we not friends. We, we don't like each other. Uh, um, but I say this with the understanding that I still think he's a good coach. I still think with maturity and maybe some learning from Mike Tomlin and, and about how to be a different type of coach and not Bill Belichick abuse. Um, he can resurrect his career and become a head coach again. Um, My biggest concern about Flo is the abusive personality and can he put together an offensive staff? And part of the reason he couldn't put together an offensive staff was because the reputation was out there uh, about how abusive he was.
2: Let let me jump in and and tell you something. Uh, And I don't know if you've read our our good friend Dave Hyde's book. Uh, This is something I knew already, and it was only reinforced in reading the book. One of the best – greatest gift Jimmy Johnson had as a coach is the ability to deal with players. And his, his MO was always people aren't the same. You can't treat everybody exactly the same. You got to have, you know, different handle for different players. Some guys need to be kicked in the butt. Some guys need to more need a gentler touch and the famous example. And even the consequences for players, even the, the fabulous example of, one of his running backs fell asleep in the team meeting. Cut him the next day, or even on the spot. And then Emmett Smith. And then somebody asked him, "Or it happened that Emmett Smith fell asleep in the team meeting? What would you do then, Jimmy?" I'd go up, walk up to him, and say, "Hey, Emmett, buddy, wait, wake up!" Or in the middle of the team meeting, again, different players, yeah, different rules. You can't like get like guys get away with things, but um, you can't treat everybody the same, and and. And I think I don't know how I can. Based on our observations, McDaniel is is extraordinarily positive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that's his MO with everybody,
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: he's all about you know positive reinforcement. And until proven otherwise, there's nobody who's going to be able to complain or criticize the way he's approaching things because obviously the results are there.
1: Correct. Um, But I just found that. You know, and we made him clarify and he was like, yeah, I'm talking about past years, past regimes. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mike McDaniels, the difference shows, you know, Mike builds you up instead of tearing you down. And, man, and it's it's funny that it's mentioned now because I wanted to ask, funny, I wanted to ask, too, about the parallel, of about the, that, because the last time two played Tennessee, um, that was the end for for. For Flores, yeah. they had more games after that, but that was done. Um, you, you know
2: what? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't even come up in his press conference, did it? No, no I
1: did. Uh, no, we, with
2: anybody, with anybody, no, no questions about. I think there was a, gen, a generic question about facing Tennessee, but not about his last outing against Tennessee.
1: I mean, that, way, I
2: just wrote. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mark. I just wrote on alldolphins.com about the last time Tennessee played in Miami, and if you guys don't remember, it was a 2018 season opener. And that game, for all we know, might still be going on.
1: Oh, God, that game lasted that forever. Was that
2: game. Okay. That's the last time Tennessee played here. By the way, great nugget in that game. Tennessee starting safety, who had an interception in that game, is Kenny Vaccaro. Who happens to
1: be Tariq Hill's brother-in-law. Tariq Hill's wife's brother. Yes.
2: Tariq Hill's brother-in-law. Yep. Okay anyway go ahead you were saying about Tua and the tennessee game
1: yeah no that was the beginning and the end with him in flores apparently he, that was brought up to me by a player in the locker room this week uh not this week but um this year and he was like yeah that was when we knew they were done they stopped talking to each other they they like Tua basically said f you and everybody was like oh you made to a curse and this,
2: yeah this is the one there was a report and then it was retracted, but the original report was that apparent supposedly Flores told told Tua he should have drafted Mac Jones.
1: Who put that report out? Because I never I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Oh
2: it was Michael Lombardi.
1: Oh who later
2: who not long after retracted it.
1: Um oh, but that didn't come out until Flores had been fired, right?
2: I, I believe that's correct.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm I'm not. When people are fired, I'm not going to bring up like I I can't bring up old stories unless I hear it from the people involved. But yeah, it's woo. That that I did hear about the 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 Tua and Flow cursing session inside the locker room after that game. I don't I don't think I wrote it or remember what I did with it, but it was. I didn't know it was the beginning of the. I didn't know it was the end. I didn't know it was the beginning of the end. And Steve Ross would begin digging into flow from that point. As if he didn't already have his mind made up. Correct. Um, but the team kept winning.
2: No, which... no, 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 no. The, the, the team won the next week, but they'd already been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, was, yeah. That, that was game seven. would have kept them
1: in the playoff hunt. That game would have.
2: They controlled They controlled their, their fate uh, mm-hmm. at that time after the one and seven start. Mm-hmm. That knocked him out in the final week. They beat New England to, to wrap up the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So that was very interesting. I think Tua continues to put out these subtle jabs, reminding the world that, hey, I got a real coach now. I'm thankful for that. And that other guy was not a very good coach. Um, and as we see with all of the Belichick tree, they're all – pretty toxic in terms of how they interact and deal with people and, and probably need some lessons from other coaches. And I think Flores has gotten that over the years, especially working for Mike Tomlin for a, for a season, but, and and I wish him the best of luck. I certainly wish him and and give him the support on his lawsuit because I think it's, it's got a lot of validity to it. It is a class action lawsuit that is not just about him. It's about a lot of of African-American coaches in the NFL who have actually joined the class action lawsuit. Um, we'll follow up on that during the off season, um, see where it is, but and everybody, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be here. And I think everybody is thankful for the fact that we are here because I have no doubt in my mind that we wouldn't be here if Flores was still the coach two years later.
2: Well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have lasted, he wouldn't have lasted two more years without some kind of change. Um Moving on to another topic, uh, Xavier Howard was brought up uh, about his season. You and I have said he's played played really well all along. Um
1: yeah. Dolphin fan. Yeah, well. well.
2: And uh McDaniel brought up the play he made against Washington when they called a zero zero blitz with David Long, who who nailed Sam Howell right as he was throwing the ball, and then X ex- Terry McLaurin got it a little bit behind him, and Exbrook up to play in the end zone. It was a great PBU, and the dude's playing well.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a tough it's a tough hell play, and and even McDaniel said it's it's one of those highlight plays that not just like Tyreek's catch, not everybody can make. I you know we've we've said we've said he's having an amazing season. Um, I've been meaning to look up what his op- opposing what opposing passers. Rate when throwing the ball at
2: yes, it's in the 70s because I, I looked it up last week and I can't imagine it would have changed that much. It was like 76 or 77 or something like that. Um, yeah. But the, the beauty of the play against it wasn't one of those plays where you got away with DPI because sometimes that happens and you know you'll get the credit. But it's no, still- it
1: was just clean. This was clean.
2: That was a really really good play. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Howard uh, is at this season 78.8.
1: I wonder where that stacks up throughout his career. Because well, that, here's the
2: thing. Sorry, Omar. here's the thing that that and Sorry, McDaniel, he was wrong there because he said like he's taking this game to another level and no, all that. Maybe comparison to last year in 2020, remember yeah. he had the 10 picks. so that yeah. his opponent passer rating that year was 48.3.
1: Yeah, this yeah this season this season is good, but it, it Xavier is a, is a great player. Xavier is probably the best cornerback that I've seen here in the Dolphins uniform, and I know. Jalen Ramsey's having a secure yeah, season yeah. statistically.
3: Season
1: yeah, I'm, uh, but I, I, I've seen Xavier's track record. I've seen his body of work, and I, I know what what he's capable of. And um, it's not like people are throwing at him, and it's not like people are throwing at Ramsey either. I was
2: going to say, I'm not throwing it at the other guy either. Yeah,
1: Kater's um, the one who's on the fire all the time, and, and I think he's playing admirably well as well.
2: Uh, Yeah, I To me, if you were to do a ranking, you know, like the top Dolphin. again, depending on the criteria, whether it's full body of work is whether best player at his peak, because then you could get into the conversation with Brent Grimes, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan. I wouldn't wouldn't dismiss either Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. Body of work with the Dolphins. Mm,
1: Uh,
2: Tough, tough call there. See, Brent, Brent's Brent's only three years stay with the Dolphins probably would eliminate him if you go. You have to combine longevity a little bit. Yeah, but I
1: think there were all three Pro Bowl seasons. Oh, they,
2: yeah, they were. I oh, know yeah. he was he was stupid good. He was he was excellent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but those other two, Simon Pat. Yeah, they were really good too. Uh, anything else stand out for today? I guess we should we never discussed this yesterday or this morning. Dolphins a whopping nine players leading their position in the Pro Bowl voting. So Dolphin, Dolphin fans out there doing their thing. Um, hey,
1: props to them. Thank yeah. you, Tuanan.
2: Correct. But understand that doesn't mean it's one-third of the voting. Yes. Uh, so for, to, for the record, for, for those who might not be aware, it's Tua, Raheem Oster, Tyreek Hill, Alec Ingold, Teron Armstead, Jalen Ramsey, Duke Riley, Jason, no Blake Ferguson and Braxton Berrios. There's your nine.
1: Two and nine. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you because we know it's you. Um, no, he,
2: I mean, he's, he's got the most vote of any player in the league as he did last year. Y-
1: yes, you know what it is. You know what time it is. That that fan base is that fan base. They got they got muscle. Um, except
2: except, in terms of overall votes, the Dolphins are second in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers. So Dolphin, you have to, Dolphin fans, you have to up your game and catch up, catch on. And
1: they're in another division. As long as you're number one in AFC votes, you're you number should, one in the AFC. Correct. You should be, you should be good. Um. Yeah. They, they're going to have, when you're winning, you have success. Coaches Coach are going to vote for you. Players going to vote for whoever their agents tell them to vote for. Um. So it it's, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll, they'll they're winning. So they will, they'll have pro bowlers. They'll have, They'll have Pro Bowl talents out
2: there. Oh, they'll get yeah, especially if they but, wind up with, like thirteen wins. They'll 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 get six or seven. More, more
1: than likely, they won't be playing in the game. So hopefully, hopefully that's the case.
2: Oh, that's that's a Super Bowl prediction right there because those are the those are the guys who don't. Play.
1: I'm not ready to say that yet because uh, when I see that run game exert their muscle, then I'm ready to say I'm I'm like Lewis Riddick, where, man, I, what I love about Lewis Riddick. And for those who haven't seen, he had a he had a, a, a big showdown with, on Stephen A. Smith's show where him and Stephen A. Smith went at it, and he basically said the Dolphins are a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl contending team, and here's the reason why. They talked up Austin Jackson before Austin Jackson got the contract and said he's playing phenomenally. We've been saying he's playing phenomenally. And he said, basically, if the Dolphins show me that they can run the ball and be consistent with the run game and, and get that offensive line stabilized, they're going to be a Super Bowl team. Who's been saying that for like a good month and a half? But,
2: but, okay, okay, smart, smart ass alert here. If the Dolphins run the ball really, really well, and then they continue to throw really well, and the defense plays great, they're going to win a lot of games.
1: I, I, but I didn't say all that. I didn't say to throw the ball. Is, isn't, that. That,
2: isn't that kind of obvious? Um, and again, for me, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. And again, yes, it's the team that was on the schedule. But doing it in the fourth quarter of a 23-point lead against Washington, it does not stamp, okay, they got the running game going right now. I mean.
1: But, bro, if I got uh, – okay, let me ask you this question, okay? You know we need to – you know the Dolphins need to work on their run game and their power run game and their short yard conversion run game and their physical run game. When do you think they can do that outside of when they're blowing out teams? Omar, my point – I'm not – I am not taking away
2: from anything they did other than to say it does not, it does not suggest that they now have that in their arsenal. They can count on that happening in a game where it's going to matter. Whereas we've seen- Now you're poking the bear.
1: They, They have it in their arsenal. They need to feel confident that they can rely on it and they're gaining that confidence by doing it when they're blowing out teams, which they've done a number of times and they've let, relied on it. This ain't the first, second, third, or fourth time we've seen them four-minute offense to choke out a team. It's They've done it all season. They did it against Denver.
2: They won, Stop. They, 50, they need to, again, big whoop. <laughs> big whoop, they ran the ball great in a 50-point blowout win. That's not the – they need to do. It's going to need to get done. If you get your quote-unquote elimination games or the playoffs, that's when you need to get it done. And it's not doing it against a team that's quit. That that is proof that they're going to get it done.
1: But what am I going to be able to work on it if I'm not doing it against a team that's quit?
2: You're gonna. You need to do it in a game. This is what I keep bringing yeah. up. I think it was New England. I have to look back again. Where where. New England, on on the, on at the end of the game, they got a couple of first downs on the run before Tua threw that touchdown pass to Waddle to make it a 31-17 final. But they were only up by seven. They got like two or three first downs on the ground. That's a game that would give you confidence that they can do it. Not not Washington and the Jets the past two weeks. And again, I'm a guy who thinks the Dolphins have massive possibilities.
1: They can do it. That I-formation, man, that thing was beautiful last week. Like lean on it, do it, put okay. Alec Ingold in that game. You know, I love Alec Ingold and, and, I,
2: and I, I do too. And but and I'm cool with you saying it, but don't tell me, don't tell me they can do it because you look what they did against Washington and the Jets.
1: No, they could do it because they can do it. They just Perfect. need cool. to have confidence. They just need to show, put it on film. And, and so Alec Ingold and the crew and Jeff Wilson can go, look, look, look at this, look at this. Like, let's stop being this. Finesse team, we could we could play with power.
2: I and then they'll come a time where they'll need to absolutely. There, there will come a time down the stretch they'll need to close out a game with a running game in the four minute offense. Mm-hmm. And so
1: you got to do it in, by beating up on teams like the Commanders.
2: <laughs> they're not playing the Commanders in the playoffs, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> oh, so, oh man!
2: Uh, anything else we need to wrap up before we say goodbye for another day?
1: No. Okay, we have
2: a we have a completely adjusted schedule this week because everything's pushed back. So tomorrow, Friday is a normal third is an actual quote unquote Thursday where it's coordinator coordinator day where I always always look forward to hearing Vic Fangio. Uh, that's that might be the highlight of my it's the highlight of my media schedule week. I love hearing Vic Fangio. Omar, any final thoughts?
1: No um no
2: and by the way yes it's probably because he's an old he's an old curmudgeon like me there you go
1: i was thinking yeah. that but i i, I that's
2: helped. why that's why you were like snickering <laughs> the whole time i was saying yes i can relate i see Dick uh, and i are like this
1: yeah we, we've now talked to each other for like 154 straight day 54 straight days so yes we you you, you can read my mind um uh, <laughs> all right folks you know how to find us alldolphins.com we will be back tomorrow we've got behind enemy lines we got an austin jackson contract extension episode up that's episode 153 we appreciate all those who listen on the audio platforms we appreciate all those who subscribe that's important we appreciate everybody who rates us five stars would be nice um and and those who just show up and, and watch for five minutes. We appreciate you too, because you know what, brother, um, you 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 let those ad play, and that's how we get paid. So and we one of thank- one of
2: these one of these for everybody who gives us five stars.
1: <laughs> and we appreciate everybody who comments. And uh, poop reads them more than I read them. Um, I will do better a better job. I'm just not at that point where I want to read everything. Uh, you know where I am. I'm on the t- Twitter streets, and poopard complains about that all the time. Um... All right, folks. We will see you tomorrow. Oh, damn! No, let get your get your get your get your tip in, please. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear you complain about it. Bye.
3: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then.